now Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 73. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. The Bombers are 5-2 and two after the last seven games. Uh, you'd have to be a little bit more optimistic this episode, so I'm going to be. Yeah, uh, you and me both. I, I had a bit of a good think about it, and... We keep winning games of footy. I'm not sure how, but we keep winning games of footy. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a a, a podcast where we're going to go deep diving into stats, but it is kind of interesting because we got smashed. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is interesting that the Swans and, and GWS West both had uh, sort of convincing amount of more stats than us, and maybe that's a, a little bit fault to their own that they overpossessed the ball. Yeah, but, um, but it kind of felt like they were in control. Quite a bit of the game. I wonder if that's the the tactic against the Bombers, though, for the opposition to slow, try and stop, slow, slow yeah, to down, try and yeah. slow us down, is to, to hang on to the ball, kick it around, keep possession, and that sort of stuff. But um, we'll talk about that a bit more tonight. But um, we've got the guest on tonight. Our guest on tonight Ronnie is Lerner. Uh, Ronnie Lerner, um, our regular monthly guest. He's going to talk about what the Bombers have been up to for the last four weeks. Um, maybe give us a bit of an insight into what he thinks the uh, the stats mean for the club. I'll be very interested to actually hear what he thinks because, like, we spoke to him four weeks ago and we all said it was unlikely. And if we all put our hands on our hearts, we said it's unlikely, yeah. but we have to somehow win three of the next four. Yep. And we did. And <laughs> happily enough. That's, I mean. Now, it wasn't a convincing three out of the next four, and that's just being reality. And the W's. And, like, you, 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 you do get some people going, oh, you've got to be more positive. But I'm saying, well, have a listen to every player and coach after the game. It was an, They all said it was an ugly game. Yep. We can play a lot better than that. But glad we showed some grit and some character to get over the top. And that's probably my theme for the actual podcast is as much as we're probably just fighting through form the reality is that we've been at the crossroads at a three-quarter times quite a number of times yep uh, if you're talking hawks possibly frio you're talking gws you're talking sydney that's in the last five, so sort of six weeks or so each time we've had that we've actually come out on top and reason why it's a little bit more positive tonight because I actually give the guys a lot of credit for that. I I, I love that they're the ones who are willing the side to win and knowing that we're not, they're not playing to a level they think they're capable capable of. Yeah. But in the end, I mean, GWS and Sydney are hard-nosed, blue-collar it, teams and we've outworked them it, when just, the game when the game needs to be won, just and you got to you got to. Yeah. I'm a realist. And yeah, you can't ignore that. You can't ignore no. that response from the boys. Uh, and you and look, you you can talk. You got Smith and Danahar and Heppel out and Zach Merritt. Zach Merritt concussed quite a bit of the game. Yeah. Uh, we were all sort of like our stars were and our leaders were all out. Yeah. Uh, and you know you've got Parrish standing up. I thought Dylan Shields stood up really well. You got some people coming through that were. Arazio's down on form. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be very interesting. We are, we're looking forward to Ronnie tonight to uh, to get his opinion on where he thinks the Bombers have been for the last four weeks. Um, but then ultimately, what do we think for the next four? Yeah. Can we make a prediction? Like, can we pinch three out of the next four? Look, we're. I think the North Melbourne game, and we said this against Sydney, so this is the reality because we're still ninth. Uh, we play Adelaide over there the following week. So I think North Melbourne's a bit of a crucial game. Oh, but this is the thing. And that's not to say we haven't got a chance against the Crows because I think... The Everything Cro is a bit of a crucial game. Yeah, I think the Crows are actually quite flaky, but 
us traveling is you're not always <laughs> hence, that's, hedging that's your bets. Coast, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but look, after Adelaide, we've got a fairly good run for a while. So it's just if we can get over north and then really give it to Adelaide, we're right in it. Rightio, well, um, we'll go to a quick break and we will come back with Ronnie and we'll find out what he's got to say. Yeah, let's get him on the line and start talking this and then. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. As our normal monthly guest, Ronnie Luna, he joins us on the line. How are you, Ronnie? Very well, thanks. How are you, fellas? Very good. So happy to uh, have you back online. Uh, Look, I I guess I want to discuss probably what we talked about last month, uh, where we we kind of were talking about that we probably weren't playing a a fantastic brand of football, uh, and we had to somehow win three of the next four games. And... uh, I don't know if I've changed the brand of football comment, but somehow we've won three of the next four games. How do you see it? <laughs> we, we've got that over the line. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it's um, listen, it's been, yeah, as you say, it hasn't been the prettiest uh, manner in which to do it. It's been real but, ugly, actually. But <laughs> um, have been able to do it. And I think um, what they've displayed in the last month or so, I mean, take out that West Coast of um what they've, what they've displayed against, uh, especially against GWS and Sydney, which is a really good sign, I think, for Essendon fans to you know to hang their hats on, um, possibly going forward uh, in the next couple of years. It's just that they're showing a real grit, real resolve, real determination to, you know, to not give up and, and yeah. you know grind out some wins. Now that's a really good um, that's a really good attribute to have, especially um, you know it's, the team's still. You know, got quite a few youngsters in it, so to have to win, like I guess win ugly, that's one way of putting it. But um, you know, the Hawthorne win, that was a bit different. I think, I think on that night, um, you know, I spoke to Michael Hurley after the game in the rooms, and he pretty much said we were allowed, um, we we're allowed to do what we want, which was uh, the, the the biggest strength, which is run, 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 and and Hawthorne, they just got overwhelmed in the end because it was very yeah. much that game was very much system versus. Um, like flair and pace, and for the first half Hawthorne's system was working really well, but in the second half Essendon's run and gun just overwhelmed them. And uh, the game, if you recall correctly, the game was burst open in the third quarter and it was lights out. But uh, the, the the GWS game that was that's probably um, well the way Brisbane are playing now. Brisbane's the Brisbane's probably looking the best at the moment, but GW, the, the GWS wins was probably top two for sure. Uh, just just the way. You know, they, they just didn't give up Essendon, which was a, a really good sign. Um, I think it's a, as I said earlier, and, and GWS. I mean, heading to this week, everyone picked them for top four. That's looking a bit shaky now, given they're playing Richmond yeah. this week at the G. But um, you know, the Giants had a lot on the line that night, and for, you know, arguably more than Essendon. And for Essendon, you know, who are just trying to stay in touch with the eight to to, to grind out a win like that, I think that's very character building stuff. And I guess it gives them a bit of belief going forward that you know, if you're not which, which has been the case the last couple of weeks. If you're not playing the best footy that they have been playing, or three weeks if you want to include West Coast, um, they can still 
they can st- they're still in it, and you, you have to really shut the door tight on this team because they're not going to give up. I think that's a good yeah, sign. It's a good sign. I think so. And I guess I, I must admit I have been, and, and Scotty and I have been a bit sort of less than positive with regards to the Bombers' game plan of late. And I mean, we we love the fact that we're getting these wins. We said on the on the GWS podcast that. We're a bit confused. We're not quite sure how we won that game, but you're right mm. in, the, in the fact that we're grinding out wins, which is really great. But I guess my question for you, for you is, if you look at the GWS game and you look at this Sydney game, if you look at the stats on it, we literally got beaten in every stat. I think we won the free kicks, and um, strangely enough, we won the, the hitouts uh, in the last game. But how do, how do we win games like that with all of the focus on statistics and and all that sort of stuff nowadays. How do you win a game when you literally lose all of the stats? Well, I think well, if you want to look at the GWS game for stars, I mean, I was like, you, I just, I still don't know, I still don't know how Essendon won that game. No, it's it unbelievable. Was just, it was, it was one of the weirdest games of the year, to be honest. It was just really, it was like, yeah, I mean, it just felt like the Giants were just the team of the night. Yet they ended up losing. I think that night was quite quite easy. It's, it's really it goes back to old footyism. You know, you got to really. Bad kicking is bad football. The Giants had Essendon on, on the hook, but they just couldn't finish the job off in front of the sticks. So I think yeah, at one yeah. stage, I think I think in the last quarter, from memory, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think GWS were eight eleven to six four. Now that's what nine more scoring shots. Yet they were only up by what nineteen points, and they just couldn't get. They, they, they were missing like GWS. The, the reason why that game to me was so weird because GWS did everything that game like perfectly their skill level they they, they, they hit targets their transition from defense uh, their decision making it was all on point but they just couldn't kick the goals so it was, that's why it seemed really weird that um Essen sort of fought back and won but i, I think uh, even broader this is with um i think i think it's a truism of most free teams if you if you leave the door open for long enough for most teams that are you know at least a mid-table team it's very dangerous because you just you're playing with fire and the Giants played with fire and uh, end up getting burnt by Kale Hooker, I guess, in the end, because <laughs> that was, that was. I, I think that's pretty much how that, that's how I saw that game. With Sydney, I think it was a quite an even game. It was, it, listen, it wasn't, it wasn't a very pretty game. It's not one for the time capsule. The, 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 no, skill, level, so. the skill was very scrappy. <laughs> the skill level from both teams was really ordinary. I, I, you know, I think that you can see why both teams are struggling to stay in touch with the top eight. However... Um, you know, perfect conditions for all of this. You know, it was like what, 21 goals in all. In, in a, it was a perfect day. I mean, yeah. at the MCG, you couldn't ask for much better conditions to play footy, and yet it would just turn into like a. It was like a back to Paul Roo's ugly ducklings type year. <laughs> that, that, but, um, that second quarter was just something. Man, oh, it was like it was, it, was it was hard to watch. It was very hard to watch. But I mean, the, there were some. Um, there were some uh, individuals that um, sort of stood above, like you know Andrew McGrath. He's just every week he's just getting better and better. I think, mm. you know, he's if he's not a future captain, I'm not too sure who is because it, his disposal, he just he just stood above so many, so far above everyone else. I mean, look no further than that that kick that set up. Uh, I think it was Zaharaf's second goal in the second yep, quarter. Yep, yeah, that was just mag- magnificent, and he's just he hits targets and. And in this team, you can see it, it really stands out because, you know, the skill level isn't quite there across the board. But McGrath, more often than not, he's, he's pinpoint dead-eyed dick with his accuracy. I thought McDonald Tip and Woody was right back, you know, hit back form really back well. Fight, yeah. And Zaharakis, listen, I mean, on this podcast, I've been quite scathing. I'm, I, I've, um, he's a bit of a frustrating player, but that was one of the best games he's played in a very long time. You know, three goals in a low-scoring game. And he's 
you know, he was off half back and playing midfield. So to kick three goals from from that sort of part of the ground, that's a fantastic effort. And and I think you know, it's, it's a bit like um, which game was it? It was oh, it was the Collingwood Hawthorne. I know Collingwood didn't win in the end, but it just looked like um, just that individual brilliance from Dugowie and Hoskinelli. It looked like that was in such a dour scrap. That looked like yeah. it was going to be the difference. And I think the same can be said about Stringer. Yeah, you know, in such a in such a it was just such a I guess bland and. Uh, System-based game to have someone out of the box just pr- produce these miracle, these miracle goals. You know, yeah. um, I think that, that that sort of helped Essendon as well. I think, to me, watching Essendon, I think Jake Spring is almost the most exciting player to watch. You just love it whenever he gets near the ball. You don't know what he's going to do, and he'll more often than not, you know, he, he always does something. You know, even that, yeah. that 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 brilliant. Um, that piece of play, well, I think it was the third quarter where oh, he the just, chase down, yeah, yeah, he chased down Rampy and led to Zaharak's third goal. That was, uh, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what he brings. He's you becoming, know? he's becoming quite selfless, isn't he? Too. Oh, he's he's becoming one of Essendon's, uh, if not already, one of Essendon's most dependable players, and he's just fantastic to watch. He's he's, he's the other end. I, I just love it whenever it gets into the ball. You don't know what's going to happen. So, so, so that was a bit long winded, but I think that's, <laughs> that's with the. With the Sydney game, I, th- I don't think Sydney were as um, damaging as GWS were. And and again, like the GWS game, I know the Swans are up, what was it, nine points at three-quarter time? Or early in the last when yeah. Nick Harden kicked that goal. Um, but that's more than enough to be for, for, for Essendon to still be a sniff. And they ended up kicking four goals, and I thought McKernan was great again in the ruck. I, I, I was really worried about McKernan this year. He seemed to be really struggling. I think maybe that played more of what the you know the forward entry said about than what he was actually doing but with him in Iraq and going forward the last couple of weeks against GOS he was one of the best players as well yeah yeah so and Hurley was fantastic again on Nick Blakey so I mean those just I think some really solid individual performances sort of I think just helped Essendon get over the line I think yeah and, and I must admit uh, probably the last six weeks of Darcy Parrish uh, especially in in last quarters, even if he's had a a fairly quietish first half, uh, I, I really like the grit of the kid that's coming through. We're getting a, a much more mature Darcy Parish, I find, uh, mm. and and, he, and he's becoming a much better in crunch times, where he actually often went missing as the game went I was on. Say, as a there's junior. no, there's no now, missing yeah, Parish. Yeah. Now we're getting that, a, yep. we're getting a bit more of a three four quarter Parish and. Uh, it's exciting to watch because with him and McGrath, you you always fear of blowing draft picks in in your top six kind of picks, mm. and, and you you're starting to see them both uh, mm. really coming through as saying no, you, you got the pick right. No, I, I really agree with that. And I think um, yeah, the GDO Western Sydney games in particular. I think you know the first three quarters, as you mentioned, he, was, he makes like some mistakes, like that was sort of reminiscent of the early part of his career. Yep. But as you say, like in the last quarter, both times played a huge role. And um, speaking of last quarters, in that GWS game, I, th- I thought, geez, wasn't Langford a bit stiff to be dropped initially last oh. week? I thought he was, uh, he was a driving force. I that, don't understand. I don't understand that. I was I was saying to Scotty, um, do you think there's any opportunity? Did you think there's any sort of uh, truth to the fact that maybe Hep's wasn't a hundred percent? They knew it, but they were foxing by saying that he was still going to play for some reason, or is that just? Oh, there's a huge chance, and that's footy. That's footy club 101. That sort of yeah. stuff wouldn't 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 surprise me at, at all. Because uh, you couldn't I have just, dropped him, could you? Like dropped Heppel? No, no I dropped oh, yeah. me. I dropped Langford. Like I mean, just oh, with the game so that he maybe had. To give him, well, I mean, I, I just I don't. Know, don't he yeah. was dropped. I just I don't know. Maybe they tro- Maybe 
they're a bit like us. Where they, th- they know, they know, they can see the potential, but they're just not getting out of him. And he seems a bit laconic out on the field sometimes. Maybe it's just yeah. a little, a, a mini rocket, just to sort of say, you know, you know, just um, get your act together a bit, I guess. But I, th- yeah. I thought after that, that Giants game, I thought, geez, that's a little bit harsh. I think oh, already have nine touches in the goal in that yeah. last quarter. He's, <laughs> kicked, he's, yeah. he's kicked eight goals in the last six games, and you go, yeah. I mean. How how much has Essendon fans been going? Oh, we need some goal kicking mids coming through. Yeah. And, yeah, and you go well. At least he ticks that big box. <laughs> like mm. he, he mm. he's getting himself into dangerous dangerous positions. Oh, look, I, I get I get the the feedback sometimes. Like we saw in the first quarter, he, he had the fumbles a bit, but he he does correct it, and and mm. he he has bigger moments in games than lesser moments. And I mm. I, I think he's worth persisting with. My, Kind of my opinion. Anyway. No, for sure. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, yeah. just on the on the point of Darcy Parish, I worry that he's going to get like Sam Draper. He's going to get a whole mess of money thrown at him by somebody. Now that now that we've turned him into a player, what looks like is going to be a mm. decent player coming through, and we're going to get. Do you know of any clubs that are well and truly into him? No, I haven't heard that. But um, okay. but I think the I, I, I think in this day and age. Um, you entertain all, all uh, anything that can get your, your list better. Like if you know, if, if someone, if a club out there wants to offer you something that you think is just too good to refuse, then maybe it is the right move. I mean, yeah. well, listen, I, I like Parrish. Don't get me wrong, but he's not exactly uh, untradeable. I wouldn't like. It's not like, oh. you know, it, it all depends what what the deal looks like. like. It depends what you're getting. He's not like. You know, he, he's he's definitely showing signs, especially especially in the the Richmond and Carlton game. Like he was probably best on both games for Essendon, that is. Yeah. Um, but you know, like he's not. Um, I wouldn't say he's like at that level yet. He's not like, Dyson Heppel. You, I mean. you have to hang on to him. Like, yeah. It all depends. It all depends what what, what what's what's coming the other yeah, way. Now, yeah, heard, it does. I, yeah. You may have heard something. I actually haven't heard anything about Parish and trade talks, but. Um, yeah, you just got, I, I guess you just got to look at what, what the what potential uh, look, deal is. And... He did mention the other day that he's quite comfortable at the club and, and he's looking to to uh, to uh, strengthen his ties with the club. So I, I don't think there's too much of a, of a danger. I, look, Draper, yeah. Draper might be on there. Might be another Draper's story. The most, yeah. Draper's the most talked about zero game player I think I've ever heard in my life. One point, uh, how much million? <laughs> Like how many? Like one point four million bucks or something like that. Secured as well, offered that, him. That was that was the rumor. I mean, gee whiz. Uh, well, Mate, if I was a St yeah. Kilda member and they had that much money to throw at a bloke who's never played a game of AFL seniors in his life, I'd be wondering where my memberships the money's going. Well, after the hand, you wouldn't put anything past St Kilda, would you? So. No. <laughs> Do you know it was funny, Ronnie? I, I went to when the VFL was playing um, uh, Frankston. Which is yep. obviously tied uh, a little bit, uh, but there was some yep. there was some St Kilda guys down there um, watching the game, and it just so happened that that was Draper's by far his best game. I mean, I, I, honest, I swear to God, he was so dominant it was crazy. Like he kicked two or three <laughs> goals, had something like twenty three possessions, and just every hit out. And I, and it was just funny when I heard the rumor. I thought, gee, I hope it wasn't just on that one. Again. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, I mean, isn't Frankston the worst team in the combat? I think you and you and I could get five dollars there. <laughs> well, the... <laughs> they yeah, they actually had a, a St Kilda rookie ruckman playing against him, but uh, yeah, it, it was yeah. Gee whiz. Well, good luck to them if they think Sam Draper's worth that much money. Mate, uh, it... that, 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 that must that must mean that they um, they're willing to part part ways with something uh, valuable to Essence. So for Essence fans, then maybe they, they'll get something. <laughs> 
But let's... Having said that, having said that, Josh Jenkins came back to be Essendon in the ass for a few exactly. years. Exactly. Like, yeah. oh, he was a zero. He was a zero game rookie. Yeah. Really. Uh, There's no. To... Yeah. There's no doubt Draper has talent. There's absolutely no doubt yeah. in my mind that he's getting oh, he's getting player. good and quite quickly. He's developing fast. Yeah. Look, there's a good question to ask actually with our ruck stocks. I think. I look. I noticed fans obviously went a bit to town on Zach Clark. I. This is my personal view. I actually thought we could have not played him this game knowing the Swans weren't going in with a Ruckman. I thought we could have almost done the same thing and, and both had extra midfielders. Uh, mm. But I, I think Zach Clark now, you have to play him now that he's going to go against traditional Ruckman. Like a, you can't have uh, Goldstein um, play against a, a forward of ours, you know. Uh, I think that, I, that's my personal view. I think now this is where Zach Clark has to at least compete in the Ruck. Yeah, listen, he, geez, I mean, he had a good last five minutes, took that big mark, and um, also won that free kick at crucial times. But I mean, to, to get you, I mean, Ali was one of their best players. He's not even a ruckman. That, that, that really yeah. says a lot about what where Zach Clark is at. But I think you do raise a point. I mean, Beltran. I mean, I, I said this at the time. Beltran, this is a huge loss for us, because yeah, he I is. reckon you know, not only is he one of the most underrated ruckmen in the comp, but he throws his weight around. He's got a bit of that. Real mongrel in him, but not bit of Mumford. Yeah, 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 you know, is it, there's a bit of Mumford in him. You know, he's yeah. not. He's, he's a big, tough guy. He's not afraid to prove that. So he, he brings so much to the team and can kick the odd goal. Uh, Zach Clark, yeah, I think I think you are right because you kind of you want that flexibility of McKernan being able to spend time up forward. And if you don't play Clark, well, then you you, you throw the whole structure out of whack. Like you'll have to give him. You'll have to give McKenna a breather with Hooker in there. I just don't... Nah, it's... Unless you play Hooker forward all day, which I don't think they're going to do, unless, you know, uh, you need the, you need him, you know, bre- break emergency glass for Hooker uh, in the last quarter. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, <laughs> I, I do think you're right, but, uh, geez, you really... If you look at what Aaliyah... I mean, Aaliyah's not even a ruckman, and he was, like I no. said, close to the best on ground. Well, he was roving to what, him. What, what's gold? <laughs> oh, sorry, what was that? So he was almost roving to Clark. Just yeah, like... no, he was. He was very clever. I don't know if he was told to do that or he took it upon himself, but he very cleverly... Uh, that, that's why the hit-out stats were a little bit misleading because, he, you know, one hit-out for Clark was a clearance for Aaliyah. So <laughs> <it wasn't, laughs> he know, got nine was, clearances or something. He was he was brilliant. He was arguably Sydney's best player. Maybe yeah. he was probably Heaney, but Aaliyah was... He was getting everything going and... Uh, Look, if I, if, yeah, yeah. When, when you sort of see what Aaliyah did to Clark, you really, you really uh, worry about what Goldstein's <laughs> going to do. It, it could be a long day. Yeah. Well, you just hope that the, you know maybe the Essen midfields will be will be wise and just you know uh, yeah, prepare I, prepare for a few more hitouts from the <laughs> other side. Yeah, hey, I, I was thinking if I'm Skipworth, I'm I'm just uh, Zachy Clark. You just wait just, there. Yeah, I've just, just got the midfield guys just, just watching some out of the, out some of videotape of uh, Goldstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of your shot slightly of, uh, of Clarky yeah. now, boys. Clarky's doing his best, but <laughs> just every now and then, yeah, just, 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 just have a look at Goldstein for him. Good portion of the game. Now, Ronnie, we've we've had the chat about look. The boys have, have got over the line a few times. It's been a bit ugly, but I think you're right. What you were saying earlier is that I think I think Bomber fans out there, and I'm one of them because I've been pretty. Um, scathing, uh, not scathing. <laughs> no, I've been reasonably negative on the on the game plan, and I still wonder what it is to be quite frank. But I kind of do as well. Like it's not it's not perfect. There's no question about no. it. And the skill level's still very poor. And inside fifties, um, yeah. Well, it's been countered by like I said, that just that will to win in the last couple of weeks. But, yeah. Uh, 
it is, it's, it's frustrating, like you say. Like, the, the, the difference between the best and the worst at Essen this year is just, you don't know which teams you're rocking up from week to week. And that's I think that's exactly the biggest right. source of frustration. That's the biggest source of frustration for wrestling fans. You just don't know which team is rocking up, and uh, it's very, it's very frustrating. They almost lost on the weekend, but they they were good. They ended up winning, which is good. So. And I just got to know we're sort of sitting here just saying, we're, we've done really well. We've done the five out of seven. We've we've got over the line, uh, and you know what? We're half a chance to lose to North Melbourne next week by twenty five points. Like we, you just don't oh. know what's gonna want to turn up. But the question I wanted to ask was, is that. I mean, I'm sort of asking myself this same question in that, should I be a little bit more optimistic about this club now? Because what you were saying before with regards to the, the boys getting over the line and, and not giving up and putting in that hard yards in the last quarter and getting over the line in these games, plus the fact, the, this actual fact, is that we've won five of our last seven, I, I sort of look at myself saying those things and go, I should be more optimistic. What do you reckon? No, I, I kind of see where you're coming from. Like, uh, like you know, results. The results are good, and like yeah, the say, results. Oh, yeah, the results. The results are good, and you're like, oh, five out of seven. But you know, watching the games, you can see with your own eyes that you know nothing. The, uh, the there's it's a bit of QR about. You know, not everything's right. You know, not everything's right, yeah. and you can sort of see that. So that's what the worry is. You know, the the um especially this year. You know, against the the I know they beat GWS great win, but against the really good teams, you saw what happened to them against West Coast, Geelong, Richmond. Uh, Collingwood yeah. was a good performance, but GWS the first time they they get absolutely smashed by the best teams. You know, um, uh, aside from that GWS uh, game recently. Uh yeah, it's it's not. I I look at the way Essendon plays, and it's. Uh, you can't, re- uh, especially a team like Essendon, can't rely on last quarters, you know, every week because there's going to be many times where they're not going to get that chance. The game will be over by then. So, how, how many know, times it, can we ask Jake Stringer for individual flashes of brilliance? Again? Yeah, or or sending Hooker up forward, or yeah. it's just you know, there's yeah, still yeah. there's still problems with the game plan. You, you know, how many times on the weekend? was a play streaming forward with no one in the forward 50 and you have to stop go backwards oh. go sideways you, you allow the other team to set up in defence um, it's certainly not perfect um, I'm not you look at Essendon I'm not like oh, overly enthused about what I'm seeing you know it's 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 uh, you know, they're getting the job done it's solid it's, it's great good. Yeah, yeah. They're, you know they're ninth on the ladder they probably deserve to be there at the moment um but yeah, I, I do. I definitely see where you're coming from. It's not um, <laughs> they're far, far away from the perfect team. There's no question yeah. about it. And and still, you know, even within wins, like the GWS game, the middle two quarters, you, you can name me one Essendon fan that wasn't turning their hair out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was just, it was just like yeah, there were times it resembled a training run. But to their credit, you know, they fought back on. So this is the, this is this is just the whole issue in a nutshell. Essendon fans just don't know quarter to quarter game to game what's, what's going to happen yeah. and that's not a rest of, that's not a sustainable game plan you know what I mean like it's not something you can really bank on and rely on and listen they could sneak into the eight and that would be a great effort um, from when they started but you think to yourself you look at the team and you look at some of the losses that they had this year really should they be in this position you know some of the teams they've lost to and and the manner in which they lost to the best teams you know it, to me they're still a fair way off it and I don't think they really should be I, I might, like I yeah. said, I think I said on this podcast before. I might be like Pollyanna, but I see this list. I just don't. I, I just don't think it's being used in the right way out on the park. I don't think it's best. Is being. Um, it's being realised. Far from it. I, this is the way I see. It. I just. Is it a touch of the, the touch of the North Melbournes? Like, is yeah, there's, there's but, lists yeah, that... a bit. 
But I think I think at the moment North are playing well above themselves, and they're playing unbelievable. Like Reece Shaw's got them playing brilliant football. Like really, t- like see Reece Shaw, in my opinion, he's got the team playing to their absolute strength. Like you know, they're full of tough, hard-bodied players. Yeah. And they're just belting up teams week in, week out now, and they're getting the results. They're playing to their strengths. I don't know. I don't think Essendon is playing to their strengths. I don't think they're really capital or um, you know, uh, exploiting what their real strength is, which. Which, um, yeah, I, I, it's it's a shame because I, I I do see this as a very talented team, but not um, not realising its full potential. Yeah, which is not. Really I mean, that's potential. No, I don't see. I don't see that at the moment. Yeah, I mean, but to get, yeah. yeah, they sorry, they can they can give a big thanks to that defence who are continually holding teams oh, under seventy yeah. under seventy points. It's amazing. Absolutely, that that back six has been brilliant. I actually spoke I spoke to Hurley after that Hawthorne game. He just said that they're. they're they're gelling so well together now, and yeah. um, you know he said you know, he was probably best on ground that night in my opinion. And he, he said you know he, um, wouldn't be able to do it without my back six. They're so settled and they just know it, what everyone's going to do. And you know he actually said he felt for the forward line because these, as he said, there's been about 15, 16 players have rolled through there this year yeah. through a variety of reasons. They just can't get settled. They can't get settled. Yeah, they can't. They can't form a, a, a chemistry or a connection like the back line has been able to do. So you know, it was funny. Uh, just. It was funny I was, when I was watching the game. I, I the the ball was sort of about sort of about hundred yards away from the forward line, but I was just I thought I'll just have a look at the forwards to see what they're doing, and then I saw Laverde and it might have been Stringer just having a bit of debate about who should lead, who should go, and there was like real confusion uh, mm. about and I. And it happened actually about two or three times with Laverde, where he just literally wasn't quite sure which player was going or should he go. And it did occur to me, I go, you know, this forward line is just is uh, it's just had so many chops and changes yeah. that yeah. they're just yeah. they're just not in sync, and it's and it's it's not and always it the, yeah, it's not always the midfield's fault. The the mm. entries that there there mm. is a, there is an indecisive forward line as well that's that's causing yeah. uh, issues. But look, just before you go, I just as we're talking about the back six, I I must admit it's so nice to see Gleeson showing a little bit of that old 2017. Gleason, I thought, I thought that in the second half of this game, I just thought, gee, that's, this is starting to look like the Marty I know, uh, and he started he kept popping up enough yeah, in my. He just went up a, he sort of up a, up up a level as the game went on. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's so good to see him back out there. It was such a bad injury the first one that he did. Um, so to miss eighteen months and within a couple of weeks to be playing, you know, really good solid football, some really important spoils. Um, it's great to because it's great to see him back. As you said, he, he looked like he was on the verge of becoming a really good defender for Essendon. So to have him in the same team as Redmond, you know, on those flanks and yeah, and, Saad, a, who, uh, and Saad who did a, I thought another reasonable job on Papley. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, uh, it's great. It's great for Essendon. Agree. Yep. So just one last question before we let you go. Where do you, where do you see us in the next four weeks? We've got who we got? We got North Adelaide Adelaide. Adelaide. And then uh, Gold Coast, and then the Bulldogs. Oh, the Bulldogs. Where, where, where is this? That second game. That look, the North game for me is everything. The North game has to be won. Yeah. I, I, well, if I reckon if they're two and two from that, they'll be happy because yeah. North or Dogs, I don't know what. Who knows? Yeah, what, what they're gonna do? Could you honestly sit there? Uh, let alone four weeks out with the dogs game. How could you know what's going? On? The two of the most schizophrenic teams in the competition. <laughs> yeah. Like you'd have to be. I don't even think Nostradamus to be scratching his head about that one. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, listen, the good thing for Essendon is that they've got a good recent history against the Kangas. Uh, they smashed them already this year and yep. had a good good win against them last year as well with M- McKern and uh, Raz having a good game. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the, they should be able to beat North, but they, 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 the do Kangas you, are one of the informed teams at the time. Well, so. do, do you know, yeah, they're no so I reckon, I reckon no if Essendon are 10-9 by the end of that period, I reckon they'll be happy at least. Yeah. All right. That's and great. I think the uh, the no the no Ambrose on Brown this time might be uh, an interesting factor because uh, it. Yeah. Good call. It, good it call. Mean, means we have but to you know switch. What? Yeah, I was just thinking about it. you know the, the the way footy is at the moment. I wouldn't even write off uh, uh, Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. You just don't know. You just no. don't know. And that's the you thing with the club. Know. It'd be great at, if we were more predictable or we could be yeah, more consistent. Because yeah. then you could go, yeah, look. Adelaide, yeah. yeah, but not quite. No, we're not it's there yet. Cry. It's a far cry from 2000 where he just rocked up every week and knew it was going to happen. So. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, the, the Crows have reminded me of Essendon a bit, uh, a bit all over the shop. Uh, mm. uh, I think yeah. they I think they're very beatable. I think they're 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 just a bit flaky. Oh, flaky. Yeah. yeah, that probably looks like the hardest one of the four. You'd think just yeah. on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll go for 10 and 9. All right, Ronnie, thank you very much, mate, for joining us. Um, insights are always great. And uh, we will talk to you again in about four weeks' time. Where can everybody um, find you, Ronnie? So you can find my work on Twitter, uh, at Ronnie Lerner. So that's R-O-N-N-Y-L-E-R-N-E-R. And uh, you can also find my work in the pages of The Age, online at The Age Sport, at Real Footy. And uh, also on Footyology uh, with Rowan Connolly. So you can, uh, if you can't get enough fun stuff in the age, you can get another fix there. So there you go. <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> nice Thank you very much again for coming on, Ronnie. We will talk to you again in about four weeks. No worries. Have a good one, boys. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Ronnie. Catch up. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, a big thank you to Ronnie Lerner um, for being on the show again. We always love to have him on. Always um, love his insights. Yeah, absolutely. The insights are great. Um, and uh, he's he's made the call, two and two, for the next four games, and we should be happy. I'm I'm more the three or one, three and one myself. So I, I want the three and one, <laughs> but if we get two and two, I'll be I'll be a happy boy. Oh look, two and two, I'm not sure if that gets us into the into the finals though. So uh, I, I think we kind of have to go three and one to be blunt. Uh, well, but if we want to achieve... If we like actually if we want, want to achieve... To, yeah. Because uh, we did set ourselves... to be ruthless, though. I mean, just thinking about it, when we're talking about we've won five of the last seven, it shows you where the club was at, that we had to win five of the last seven to be, yeah. ninth, to be ninth. Yeah. Not to be in the top eight. But that's the thing is that... Yeah. The, the, we had like, to turn it around significantly. The last two and or we three still seasons. Do. Yeah. The last two or three seasons, we've it's just been so annoying that we have to win every game yeah. with every game. North Melbourne, apparently... Yeah. At Eddie, at Eddie had at Marvel is going to be a do or die game apparently for us. <laughs> Every single week is a do or die game. I know. For we us. said Sydney, well, we just have to win this whole oh, season. Just got to win that. But then you go into North Melbourne, and go, oh god, oh, we just have just to. Just got to win that, yeah. <laughs> because it's the thing, you get a sniff, right? You get a sniff at five and seven, or seven and, and buddy two, or whatever it is, five and two. Yeah, five, five and two. two Great, yeah. it's five and two. Um, <laughs> You get a sniff at five and two, and you go, "Well, hang on a minute." If you could just be, I just want to yeah, pinch six and, six two. and two, and oh, if we can just pinch Adelaide and be seven and two. So yeah, no, it's 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 a big it's a big deal. Again, if we get that, if we get two and two, then yeah, you probably I know. might. I've probably it, got this little false hope that North Melbourne's coming off a six day break. Look, man, <laughs> we're, we're both. We're both just ultimately Essendon. We're, we're mad Essendon fans. We're just mad want to tragics, win. man. We just yeah. want them to win, and it just 
Just pinch it. Yes. Come on, boys, just pinch it from North. Look, and this is the thing, Ronnie. As Ronnie said, we've got the talent to beat North. Oh, yeah, But sure. North are in form at the moment, and they're looking good. I will um, say is, before the round, I thought Sydney was one of the informed teams. Yeah. So we beat them. Before that, GWS was in one of the informed teams. See, this before is the confusing that, part, you know, We beat Brisbane when they were really informed. I know. So it's... It, I'm not scared of the of the team of the task of the yeah, challenge of the task and yeah. standing up because we have done it. We've actually have knocked off teams that were in form coming into our game. Then why aren't we sitting here saying we're a huge chance against North? We're going to knock them off. I'm confident. I just think that I think we just haven't seen spectacular footy from us. I think it's just, mm. and I think we're all nervous about. You know what happens if a team does kick the footy straight and they're eight goals one instead yeah. of. You know, three goals, five. Or hello, three Richmond, yeah. Hello, Collingwood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, West Coast. It's, it's like there is a little bit to say that we've been a little fortunate, also that the that the opposition hasn't been kept us in games. And Ronnie sort of said from interviewing um, Hurls that I think they understand that. I think the boys. Know oh, the that. players were very clear after the game. Yeah. I actually found it really refreshing because they just said that was an ugly game. That's not how we want to play. Glad we won. Glad we gritted it Got out. Proud line, of the guys, yeah. but we've got to play better than that. And yeah. that's fine that's exactly it. so it's not from us it's not our podcast saying that it's that's the club absolutely <laughs> everyone from the club i've heard said the same thing so that's it, just the reality that we've got to get a little bit more flow and 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 look just small things like not having an injury this week it's, it's just uh, would, would small nice, thing yeah. just then you go besides heppel heppel will come in if he's fit yep. that's probably the only change that will happen it's a week under it'll jackie's be the, belt it'll be the same forward six it'll yep. be the same back six and it's just small things like that yep. you just say hopefully continuity they're just a little bit better this week a little bit more in sync uh it's it's my same minor but it's it's we've been having three four changes way too many times yeah that's and, true and uh we need a bit of continuity from a, a settled 22 23 speaking of changes it's a bad segue. But um, the VL4 boys won again. Yeah. I mean, Top of the ladder, baby. Beat the Coburgs. Um, they've, they've just had a great year. And uh, look, they're probably uh, really thankful of Essendon and the, in the mid-season draft getting Snelling because... The kids walked in and got every possession in the world. <laughs> he's, he's had 33 possessions and... Uh, and uh, he's done... Uh, yeah. Do, do they give him a... Do they give him a Braden Hand sniff? Yeah, they must be slightly tempted but the hard part is is that they know the ca- yeah they know the captain likely has to come in and I'll I just would doubt they would make two midfield changes but I'll probably drop Langford but yeah I, <laughs> I, look I, I I'm not even being sarcastic I, I honestly think Langford is probably the likely to go out whether oh, whether I like it or not no it's because it's, it, it's, yeah. it's just You're right. that, that's just that's just what's happening. Just history. That's history just, has yeah. shown it. Yeah. Uh, so look, I'm not going to kick up a fuss this time. Like if it happens, it happens, and that's everybody knows. I'll, I'll move on. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody knows that we we feel sorry for the kid. Really seriously, like he deserves a game, and he keeps getting dropped. So, but yeah, there's not much. Least, we can do yeah, about I, I'm more than happy. I'm happy of him coming out for Heppel. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, sorry. Yeah, if, you, if, if, that, if that's if that's be the, the only case. change, then uh, you know, I think anyone, you know, you got to get the captain in. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I'm not going to rant and shout and <laughs> like last time. I, I just get a little bit frustrated that he goes in and out. But look, the VFL, yeah, had a great win. Uh, I'm not expecting too many changes. Uh, but it's just 
Paul Cousins, V4 president, would be a very happy man. I bet he would be. President of the year. Is he? Yes. Oh, <laughs> no, well, he no. should be. He should be. He VFL. should be, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well done, Paul. Congratulations <laughs> to Paul and the boys. Well done. <laughs> no, they've had a fantastic year. And um, it wouldn't be great to actually see him win a grand final, the V4 oh, boy. So it would be, be there'd be so many Essendon fans at that grand final. <laughs> it really would be. <laughs> Just some success. Um, yeah. But look, uh, a, a quick podcast is a good podcast. We've yeah, gone over We're up to almost 41 minutes. I don't think there's too much more I can say. I'm just looking forward to the the 4.30 Saturday game against North. Yep. Uh, huge game. Uh, two teams sort of going head-to-head. They've won the last two or three games. So I have, don't really know what the outcome will be, but... Uh, look, I reckon it's going to be a nail-biter that we get over so the line I. in again. Yeah. Like, we, it's either we get over the line just or we just get beat. I think there won't be a blowout either way, um, but I think yeah, the, the like Ronnie said, the midfielders and the North in general are playing strong physical footy, and it's whether or not we can get out of those packs and get out of that yeah. physicalness and beat them on the outside. If we do it, we should win. Look, if Dylan Clark can limit thirty percent of Cunnington, I think we've got We're a huge chance. Of a chance, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny because I mean, is that, Dylan Clark's hardly getting any possessions at the moment, but. He, he, I mean, Parker's had nine impossessions, uh, and I thought negated him quite well. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as Cunnington, he's um, he's negated him really well. So, yeah. well, um, we wanted to say a, very, a big hello to our Patreons. Yep. Oh um, yes. Yeah. Now Scotty's, <laughs> yeah. Scotty's sitting there with the phone in front of him, and I'm trying to tell him to put the password in the Grant, phone. Grant's looking at me like, "You're going to do something. You're going right. to do something." Yeah. Hi. So we're going to get into those Patreons. Who are we going to say a shout out to? So look, we uh, we won't go too much into the Patreon. Um, it, it's just a page we've created to help. Um, I guess it was a I guess a creative way to help fund new equipment where we can add some more content. Um, yeah, maybe you'll see our ugly mugs. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just essence discussion. It's not breaking news or inside no. information or anything like that. It's just fan content. But look, we we had a massive uptake this week, um, and people joining the Patreons, and I think it's. It's really gaining momentum now. We did three podcasts this week on the Patreon page. Yeah, come on, look, come on over and and, so, uh, look, and check us out on, on Patreon. Just have a if you want, just have a view. It's just two bucks a month. If you don't like it, then you've all you've done is wasted half a cup of coffee. Uh, if you like it, then it's basically you can go down as cheap as two dollars a month, and anyone's welcome. And we do yeah. the we'll do the Thursday team changes show uh, as normal, and and we also you know. We sometimes do a little teaser after the game, yeah. Just to say what our initial thoughts were. Ross Wilson, uh, Andrew Denham, Joshua Smith, Sam Vincini, Ron Thompson, Julie Dean, Marks, Carlos, Will Kalidis. Thank you so much for your recent Patreons. Yes, indeed. Thank you very uh, much, guys. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, it. It's we're pretty humbled by it. Uh, it might seem like only two dollars, but it's it does go a long way uh, to help us build and get some new mics and get a new laptop and sure. and uh, it, it is to a good genuinely good cause and it's into account that only spe- specifically only goes to equipment cool. uh, we have no interest in profiting so but thank you so much uh, where can they find you before I, we go I'm on Twitter as normal uh, so it's Scooter McNeese uh, Grant you're running now Instagram I'm on the Instagram, yes, it's something posted on there as much as I potentially should have. But uh, you can get us on you can get us everywhere in the socials. You can get us on Instagram at the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. The Facebook page is Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast Facebook page. 
Um, Twitter, you can get us on Twitter as well. Um, we couldn't get the lunchtime catch up podcast on Twitter, so it's just the lunch catch up. You can get us a lunch catch up on Twitter. Um, go and check out Ronnie uh, Lerner as well. Go and check out him on yep. uh, on the platforms that he mentioned. iTunes, um, Spotify, you can catch our main that's podcast. That's it. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, SoundCloud the whole nine yards. So, um, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Scotty's got one more thing he says. Yes, and we just want to give our shout out. And I forgot his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, out to our friend in Israel. Our friend in Israel, yes. Uh, who's uh, our our emergency service? Our emergency ambulance service uh, member driver. Uh, just a big shout out. Look, uh, we love your role. We love that you care for people, and you, and it's such a significant role. So, a bit of a shout out to you, and, and uh, we really appreciate your support. And thanks for your messages of support to us. Absolutely. So, everybody, thank you very much. We will see you after the game, or potentially the next day after the uh, North game. Um, same bat time, same bat channel. So we'll talk to you guys then. Go Bombers. Catch up. <laughs>